welcome to another edition of Big Trouble Little Podcast, episode 139. I'm Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm Zach. And we are here. We are with Andy's picks for the bad movie month. We're doing Deadfall, 1993 to be exact, with Nicolas Cage and other actors, which we will talk about later. Uh, and Zardoz with Sean Connery. Those two films are really, really interesting. Can't wait to talk about it. But before we get into that, guys, what the hell you've been watching, playing, or doing? Andy, go first. Uh, they, they've they've ramped up all the like Mario shit because they're gonna take it away in a month. And it got me thinking about it, so I played some more Mario uh, 35. Still haven't won, but man, I was so close, like twice. I was like number two, and I had like like a fuck ton of coins. I was doing awesome, and I ran out of time. My mistake is uh, when you play the game, obviously, if, you, if you've if you played it, you know what I'm talking about. If you start running out of time, the music will change and you, there's like obvious cues. When I'm playing Mario 35, I put on like podcasts and just play it with the sound off. So it's just like it's always a surprise. I'm always like, what the fuck? I died. It's not fair. <laughs> so that's stupid. Um, there's a new episode of uh, Ultimate Tales Gets Trolled. It's the... The reading and interpretation of Tales Gets Trolled, the webcomic. And I just want to recommend it to everyone because it's fucking hilarious. Have either of you guys ever heard of Tales Gets Trolled? No. I think you've told me about it before. Okay. It's it's a it's a webcomic done by a guy on DeviantArt named Laserbot. And um, it's like Tales from Sonic the Hedgehog is like going somewhere one day and like these two guys just like mercilessly troll him, like just call him useless and like calling the F word and stuff. And uh, so he cries and he runs away <laughs> and like Sonic's like, you got to make up your friends and Shadow's like, I'll show you how to deal with trolls. And it's just, it's just like Shadow, like fl- flipping off the reader and it's like, <laughs> and then he like murders them and him and Knuckles like bury them. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> But then later on, it gets like fucking crazy. There's like, like the the leader of the trolls and his son is Trollface, and Mario and Luigi are in it. But they're like anti-hero kind of scumbags. <laughs> and for some reason, the Hulk is there, and for some reason, um, uh, Elmer Fudd is there, and he like has demon powers, so that <laughs> like control dead bugs and daffy and oh, it's fucking insane it's fucking crazy i highly recommend watching those videos they're they they make no goddamn sense but they're 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 something else um and then i managed to watch one movie there's a movie on netflix called 1922 it's based on a stephen king short story apparently it takes place in 1922 it's about a guy uh he's worried he's gonna lose a bunch of land on his farm because his wife's gonna leave him and the land belongs to her because it was left to her by her father so he convinces his son to help him murder his wife and i know that sounds like oh that's the whole movie no no, no that's like the first fucking 20 minutes the rest of it is like him getting the shit haunted out of him well, the shit cursed out of him. Now, it's it's not it's 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 a total it's it's a spooky movie. It's spooky. Is that what the, it, the 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 corn fields and shit in that there, movie in Because I know like they go in like the cornfield and the lady hears somebody and like is a ghost. Maybe I'm getting my movies mixed up, but I don't think that was 1922. There's like kind of a ghost in it, but there isn't. But there definitely is. I don't know. It's 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 pretty spooky. I I recommend it. It's a good time. I, I like I like Stephen King's writing, and they do a good job interpreting it. Mm-hmm. Interpreting, interpretation. Other than that, anything else? Nah, that's that's it. I haven't had a lot of time to do a whole lot of else. Oh, I played I played Dungeons and Dragons. Does that count? That was a great time. Yeah, I mean it's just nerdy. I mean we're all nerdy here, right? So yeah, it is it is super nerdy. Indeed. It's disgustingly nerdy. <laughs> Um, Zach, what about you? What the hell have you been watching, playing, or doing? I, too, got to play some Dungeons & Dragons this last weekend. Um, haven't really watched anything lately. Um, my reading has slowed down, uh, but I have been playing some stuff. It's just been sporadic things, though. <clears throat> like, I just finished, I just got finished building an old computer, and I'm installing a bunch of old Oh, Windows yeah. XP era games and shit. Nice. <clears throat> a lot of a lot of compilations like the I have like a whole compilation of like all the D D games that were released on PC. 
Baldur's Gate, Neverwhere Nights, and Planescape Torment, and all that stuff. <clears throat> the classic Fallouts, um, Command and Conquer. I started to play a game of Tiberian Sun. I haven't played that game since. Uh, I I guess it's been about 12, 13 years, and I've never beaten it. So <laughs> I never I never beat the campaign somehow in that one. Uh, and I, uh, have been getting really impatient and sick of, um, the, oh, damn it. I forget their names. The people that make the cables we, we buy HD retrovision. Yeah. I've been getting sick of waiting on them to release a fucking dreamcast cable. So I don't, everyone is it's hilarious. Cause every time they post something, people are, are on their case. Yeah. All right on them. Where is it? <laughs> Where's this cable? You said it would be out in 2020. You fucking liars. Now it's 2021, 20, and I just got sick of waiting on them, so I dug out my VGA box, so I got a fancy new monitor. I'm playing it on there now, and I've been playing, like, Sega Rally 2 and Soul Calibur. Been good stuff. Soul Calibur. Uh, that, that's that, it. That's it? All right. It. Um, I've been watching a lot of Rift Tracks uh, because if you have a smart TV, they have, like, this pseudo, like, if you don't have cable, they have like the all like their own like cable service where it's not really like cable TV, but it has like all if you want to watch Law and Order, they have like Law and Order channel uh, and it shows like old Law and Order. Um, there's a channel that has just rip tracks and uh, we watched me, me and my dad because my dad came over this weekend um, because he had to uh, he brought me a new mattress because my other mattress fucking uh, is dead. Like springs are cutting my legs and shit, so I had to like throw it out. Um, but anyway, we watched this one movie. I forgot what it was called, um, but they did it live, and it, I like their live shit. And well, I've always uh, wanted to go to one. Always wanted to. I bet you that'd be a fucking hoot. You know how old this one was because they were like, "Hey, we're doing a prize right now. You could win an iPod Touch." And I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> I'm like, damn, that's really old." <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was fun to watch. Uh, I played a lot of fighting games this weekend or, you know, yeah, this weekend. I watched you play Guilty Gear. Yeah, I played some Guilty Gear. I forgot. I think it was Accent Core or something like that. That was fun. Um, I was getting my ass kicked in the beginning, but then I found my character. I like the pirate bitch named May. Um, she has a big anchor and it was fun to smack people around. Uh, and then me and my friends, we played Street Fighter Five. And we were rocking it until pretty much like almost 5 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> so we were on the kick for that. Uh, I downloaded uh, Fightcade, which is like a program where you could have like lobbies and fight people in with old games. And they have like Capcom versus SNK. They have like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Street Fighter versus uh, X-Men which uh for street fire yeah yeah so i kind of want to i want to play into that um i i i got a legal uh script so that i could play all the games that they have on there uh quotation mark legal uh <laughs> and that's about it um i i noticed that a lot of fighting games that i like has story modes and since we do accelerate a gamer i should probably do those story modes since i kind of like fighting games so that's probably going to be my goal. Mm. All right. Andy, I think it's time to cue into your movies. So let's start off with Deadfall. I love making people watch Deadfall because no one has ever heard of this movie somehow. Mm. Uh, it, it, it seems I, the more you hear about the movie, you're more like, what, really? Why have I never heard of this about this movie? Because, I mean, it's directed by written and directed by christopher coppola which you know who the fuck that's a nobody well it's nicholas cage's brother which means it's francis ford coppola's nephew um and he's got his brother in it nicholas cage uh michael bean is the main guy uh the main woman is sarah trigger i don't know her from anything have you guys seen anything sarah triggers in uh she was in like some kind of show in the late 90s and she was in some other movies she got bigger later Mm. Like I'm not saying she was a star or anything, but she, she, she did more stuff. Like she that. was in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey as Joanna. Oh, okay. Well, that's something. Uh, uh, James Coburn's in it. Peter Fonda's in it barely, but he's in it. 
Charlie Sheen's in it. Uh, Talia Shire's in it for like a scene. It, it's crazy. And a lot of this seemed to me like, oh, it's the early 90s. My time has passed. I was sure with like a paycheck. My name is Peter Fonda, Talia Shire, whatever. But uh, Nicolas Cage obviously is in it. And I, as far as I can tell, his brother told him, hey, man, do whatever you want. Because Nicolas Cage fucking goes way off the deep end of this movie. He is his Nicolas Cageiest. He is his scene chewingest, craziest, like fucking probably coked out or something. Most insane. It's the best. Uh, the, uh, the plot revolves around um, uh, con men and oh, we're we're scamming people out of money. Uh, Michael Bean is doing um, a scam and. James Coburn, I, I don't care what their names are. They're all just they're the actress' names. Uh, James Coburn is his father, and something uh, he's supposed to shoot him with a gun filled with blanks so that the mark will get scared and run off. But for some reason, he's got real bullets, so he accidentally kills his father, and his father's like, uh, my brother, uh, get the cake. It's, what? What are you talking about? So he's got to go find his father's twin brother, also played by James Coburn, of course. He didn't, he didn't know he was a twin yet. He didn't know it was his twin yet. But when he sees him, it's like, oh, shit. He's obviously a twin because he, they look at him. Um, he has to go find him, and then he, like, starts getting in with his organization. And, of course, his right-hand man is Nicolas Cage, who uh, does card tricks and coke and is crazy. Show me and... the Tucker. Show me the <laughs> fucking Tucker. <laughs> uh, James Coburn, by the way, um, we did a Twilight Zone called old man in the cave by the way that's why i kind of marked out on facebook because i was like i'm hearing his voice and i'm like wait a second he has that he has that iconic voice that i always listen to in the, in the twilight zone i'm like holy shit he's from old man in the cave so he's made true French. i mean when i see him i see like you know the great escape the magnificent seven and stuff like that but you're you're 110 right though mm -hmm. so nicholas cage actually stole the show in this movie for me um, he did because <laughs> the, the way he sniffs coke by the way is hilarious uh the way he acts towards uh i'm not getting off i'm not getting off you're disgusting with that stuff <laughs> like, what the fuck was he doing with that that was like a, a bottle and he was just like <laughs> it's just it's just there's a little coke in there he's just taking a bump mm. out of the bottle directly well at some point he is yeah <laughs> And, and he's uh, like doing pills. He's like doing downers. He's like in the office when Michael Bean first meets his his twin brother, Uncle Man. <laughs> and he's like in the background, just like taking pills, and going like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's about to fall asleep. <laughs> he, and I love the part in the fucking strip club where he's just yelling at people <laughs> and decides to beat people up. I've decided that from now on, high fucking yellow is my favorite way to hit people. Nick <laughs> uh, Cage goes crazy and gives a stellar performance at being a crazy person who's leaving a strip club. He just beats up some guy for no reason. He yells, fuck. My favorite uh, uh, like description of this role is, I saw in YouTube comments, is Nicolas Cage plays cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like a cocaine personified. What do you what do you think of Michael Bean? By the way, because like you're going off of Aliens. I I don't know which Alien. He's in an Alien movie. I know that. And then also Terminator. Terminator and then uh, you play yeah. this. And then I get I get so much Terminator out of this movie because he fucking monologues in it a lot. Yeah. Mm. And that makes me think about Terminator. And he's got the same like dull kind of like speaking tone that somehow does work in terminator like terminator isn't the best terminator movie it's t2 let's face it but like it works in terminator really well and in this it just every time he speaks i'm like oh my god <laughs> <clears throat> um i i don't think he was that bad um no he, he wasn't awful it's just you know you put him you put him opposite nicholas cage it, he's like trying to do he's trying to do a thing yeah and then nicholas cage is there honestly I mean, yeah he's he's in all these scenes with james coburn who's a better actor than him he's in all these scenes with nicholas cage who's a better actor than him and more bombastic he's in a scene with charlie sheen who also acts better than him which how hilarious is it that you've got nicholas cage during the whole 
beginning of the movie being fucking insane. And then you got Charlie Sheen, who really seems high the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, been. oh, he's, he's back down here, man. He's very, he's speaking very deliberately and very slowly. He, he just seems stoned to me. What was that table, by the way? What did he call that table? He said it was a Corsair. Corsair. Yeah. And then I'm like, it looks the same like all the other fucking tables in that bar. There's no holes in it, so you can play billiards better. Huh. <laughs> After all, it's a Corsair. I, I don't. Is that a brand? Is that a kind? I don't know what's. I think on. it's. A, I think it's a brand. Corsair yeah, I guess is a computer part brand. I know that's that. true. I mean, so. it's a kind of shit too. I don't. Know. Yeah. <laughs> um. I guess. What do you think of the plot? Because I thought the plot was okay. But, like, I thought of something weird, and and by the way, to spoil alert, because, you know, I'm going to be talking about the ending here. Mm. When when I first saw the beginning part where he shoots his dad um, with not the blanks, I was like, either A, he's, like, going to be his brother, literally, mm-hmm. or it, it's going to be a, you know, obviously, I'm going to con my brother. Like, I could... I called the ending pretty much before it happened. I really thought his brother was going to turn out to just be his dad. Like he was just lying about having a brother and he's just conning his son for some reason. I didn't know what the end game was, but the way the writing was, that's kind of what I thought was going to happen. But then this other thing happens and it's so jarring too. Cause there's like the, the big climax and he gets shot and the guy with the fucking robot hand gets shot. There's a guy with a robot hand in this movie. (laughs) <laughs> and uh they just run away and then the movie ends and then for some reason there's a showdown on a carousel why why did you do that there was no reason for that just because it looked cool because it did but it doesn't make sense i don't know that guy didn't even have a, it wasn't even just a robot hand he had like an ornate robotic prosthetic that came out into like bejeweled golden scissors yeah it looked it looked like it was like a completely different movie. Like when that guy was in it, all of a sudden, I'm like, what the fuck is this? It really does. Like, I feel like that was a prop they designed for a completely different movie. And they're like, oh, we're not going to make um, jeweled scissors. We're not making that anymore. Oh, okay. Well, I just built this thing. Can we use it in the next movie? Ah, it's kind of like a, a realistic uh, uh, con movie, crime movie. Nah, what? We'll use it. We'll use it. Fuck you. We're going to use it. It's, it I felt like a Bond it. villain near the yeah. end. Something uh, like that, or like one of those weird, uh, you know, barely in the future sci-fi movies that were coming out. I feel like a, a guy from like one of those, something like Demolition Man or some shit. <laughs> the guy gave me um, uh, Phantasm vibes too, just the way he looked and was dressed and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was that Peter Fonda? No, no, uh, that was no, Peter Fonda is like one of his dad's buddies or something. He was the guy with the ponytail, the the older guy with the ponytail. He's at the extreme beginning and the extreme end, and then he cashed his paycheck. That's right. So, which is disappointing because Peter Fonda kicks ass. But I got a question. So, remember when Michael Bean um, saw his quote-unquote mother being by her the father's grave? Was that just Diane trying to hook him, pretty much? And, and and if so, why? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, like, but yeah, why? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 you you said, what do you guys think about the plot in this movie? And then you gave some examples. Um, the plot in this movie is fucking asinine. Like, it's it's like overdeveloped in some areas, and then in other areas, it doesn't really make any sense. Over, overall, like, if you just the just the bare bones of the plot, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I get it. But there's a lot of stuff like, uh, like, who arranges to try to kill... Nicholas Cage. I guess it's his actual dad, or is it the baby guy? Or I don't think it was the baby guy. It's they said it was a guy named um Sam Peckingthaw or whatever the fuck. Sam Peckinpah. Sam fucking Sam Peckinpah is a director. Sam fucking Peckinpah. It's, it's a joke. He, he's 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 saying fuck you. Oh, I didn't know that. Sam Peckinpah <laughs> used to direct like westerns and shit. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. You never find out who. Tried you don't you have no idea killed and then it seemed like uh lou that's that's his uncle's name lou i do remember yeah. that actually he's like he, it seemed like he didn't really want to take him out or anything right so it doesn't seem like it was lou it seems like it would have had to have been 
the other brother, I think Mike, was like, we got to get this guy out of the way so that Lou is forced to use Michael Bean, right? That's the only thing I could think of, which is still really, like, convoluted. And then it fails. So what happens is uh, Nicolas Cage and Michael Bean have to have a huge fight with a deep deep fryer instead. (laughs) He knocks his toupee off, and he's just like, he's like trying to choke him, and he's like, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) It's like that pissed him off on a whole other level that he knocked his toupee off. Yeah, that part's great. I I like how you like you fried part of his face, and it had like that fry. Like you know, you look at French fries and shit, and it has like that crusty look. And I'm like, oh my god, they they did pretty good on that. I will that was, say that was a pretty good effect. Yeah, yeah. it looked good. Yeah, because his eyelids were fried. <laughs> yeah, it looked, yeah. I I got the close up of that. I was like, that's pretty sick little little effect there. Deadfall. I gotta I gotta say this too because so when diane came back to the motel to to michael bean and you know said that you know he knows and stuff and he's going after lou like how did he know to go back to like the market area where the the fryer is because wouldn't you think to go to the office well it's one of only three sets that they had so he knew it had to be one of them Because he just like no, showed I, up like, at the well, nick I, I of time. Think, I think the office oversees the market area, so he might have been going to the office, and he just coincidentally saw him in the market area. I guess. Well, I heard Nicholas Cage because he was fucking screaming. Yeah, because he's screaming. <laughs> yeah, it's probably that one. Honestly, I mean, I'm sure everyone in the block was like, "Oh, that fucking cokehead's down there again." Oh, God tried to kill me. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Show me the Joker. Show me the fucking Joker. Am I a fucking retard, man? <laughs> <laughs> I like when he's uh when he when he comes to Diane's place and he's screaming and shit and there's a shot of him by the bed just fucking freaking out like he's it, having like a hissy fit on the bed oh, 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 oh. <laughs> like what the fuck are you doing and then there's like a shot where you can obviously see that it's like a set you see like the top of the walls and shit yeah. there that happens a few times in this movie <laughs> oh my god so in the long run Michael Bean was just part of a really, really long con because the guy in the beginning, the the Mark, ended up getting paid at the end, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was was the same guy that was a Mark in the beginning of the movie. So the the Mark pretty much was Lou and Michael Bean was just a pawn that they had to use a bait, I guess, to try to get to him. This was the high con. (laughs) <laughs> I like the part where they go to the strip joint and you're like, oh, you need to get money from his name is Baby or something. I don't know. His yeah. name is Baby. I love the music in that scene, and it pisses me off because I can't find it anywhere. I don't know why. I just like I don't something about that. What it is. It's like it's some dude who has a YouTube channel. I, I shit you not, a guy who's like done music and movies for a while. He's just like, I don't know. He didn't really ever become somebody. I guess. Huh. I was trying to find it. I'm like, that music's just weirdly catchy. What the fuck? And I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> I like he comes. I love, I love the way he goes in. He like goes in. He's like, eh, and then he like pats the dude and that gives him like twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. And then he talks to that fucking waitress. Really weird. She's like, he's like, what's up, doll, or whatever the fuck, <laughs> whatever kind of accent he's trying to do or something. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. His skin is so dark. Like I was like, wait, is he trying to do like a Hispanic thing? But I, I don't think that was it. I think it just it was tanned for some reason. I saw people in like YouTube comments saying he was doing like a bit, like an impersonation of somebody, supposedly. I wondered if he didn't see Al Pacino and Scarface and he was like, I can do something like that. That that was my first thought, but I don't I don't know that that's what he's doing. I've heard that too. Like that's one of the running theories. Like what what is he doing? <laughs> I don't I don't like I like I said to you guys, I don't think he knows. I don't think his brother knew. I don't think anyone knew what the fuck he was doing. I really do think that he was like, look, I'm a bigger personality and a bigger star than anyone else presently on this set for most of his scenes, and I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want and no one's going to stop me. And they didn't and they didn't. And it's a good thing they didn't. Because could you imagine if you could like replace him, maybe a couple other people, but at least place replace him with someone boring? No one would know what this movie was. I mean, no one knows what this movie is now. But I wouldn't know what this movie is because I watched it solely because I heard Nick Cage was in it, and I was researching Nick Cage movies 
And I was like, what the fuck? He's got a brother who's a director and they work together. Oh, I want to see that. So I saw this. Um, the, the movie as a whole, like as far as like, oh, I love bad movies. This movie doesn't have any like impressive set pieces. It doesn't have anything insane, like a fucking samurai sword fight or anything. It's mostly the acting that's going to get you through this one, just because it's all so fucking bonkers uh, and, and it doesn't like mesh. I got oh. a negative to say about this, and I wonder. Got a bunch. This movie blows. <laughs> well, I liked it because it was funny, and yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, but like the one thing that kind of like pissed me off, and usually I don't get like this because if there's a sex scene, I don't mind it. But mm. I feel like the director watched Terminator and be like, "What if we do that sex scene, but like five minutes long?" <laughs> And it was We're like, gonna do it, but it's gonna be even sexier. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I was like, oh, they're having sex. I get it. And then I'm like, you're still. No, you don't sex. get it. You need to see more. You're gonna get it. You're gonna keep getting it. No, I, I, I picked up my phone during the sex scene. I was like, all right, I get it. <laughs> um. Other than that, like. It was, yeah, I agree with you with Nick Cage. Like, if he was not in this movie, I don't think I would, like, care for it at all. Honestly, it, it kind of takes a dive after he's gone. Yeah, yeah, after he dies, the movie just hangs on. It limps until you get to the scene with Charlie Sheen, and then you're you're kept alive by, like, this guy's a robotic hand? Why? And then it's the end. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, do you guys recommend this movie? Yeah, I recommend it. Only with Nicolas Cage in it. Yeah, like, if you like Nicolas Cage, Eddie, you should probably see it, I think. If you like Nicolas Cage being a weirdo in, like, Snake Eyes and Bad, Luke, Bad Lieutenant Portocol New Orleans, like, that kind of shit, this is, this is what you want. You gotta watch Deadfall. I have one thing to say. So, do you think that uh, Michael Bean's character should have kept the money? That wasn't a statement. That was a question. Also, yes. Yeah, Why he had did something he? to say. There's that no was reason. still something he said. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, yeah, he should have. Like, I know he's pissed off, and he's like, "Oh, it was a lesson." Ugh. And then he just like walks away. And I, I think, I think maybe the people who wrote it, or the guy who wrote it, was like, "I'm gonna have a sequel to this motherfucker" or something like that. Because, <laughs> and what also confused me. And I kind of see where they were trying to like write it in there, because Diane was like, "I don't want the money. I want to be with you still, even though there's like a big chunk of money in her face." Uh, I'm thinking just because of the facial expression that uh, Michael Bean was like, "I can't trust this bitch anymore. Get away from me!" Like, did I read that right? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I also, I I know you want to end this to get into Zardoz, but when. Diane first went to the motel uh, to kind of do the hook kind of thing. Remember where, you know, she's telling her, telling her to get out, but then she like does this like routine where she's all sad and stuff and she's about to walk out and he, he starts to have sympathy for her. Did you see the smirk that she made? Like, yeah, I got him. Did you see that? Like she did like a tiny smile. <clears throat> yeah. I, I plus. Plus, the ending also explains the cigar. Remember when when Eddie gets back to the the house and he's like, "Oh, you smoke cigars now, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's he said it was lose or some shit, but it was like, "No, I, I've seen the cigars he smokes; they're smaller." Yeah. <laughs> mm. All right. I mean, that's all I have to say. Are we are we ready to get into some Sean Connery? No, yeah, I have I some things to say about this movie too. <laughs> <laughs> like I. I it was weird. Like I thought there were some ideas in here that were good. Totally. And like, if this guy, if he just didn't do everything that was important in it, <laughs> it maybe could have like, if there was a different director and a writer, maybe it could have turned into like an okay movie somehow. It seems like the kind of thing that there would have, like there was a, there was a script, right? And then you give it to someone else and they like punch it up and then it goes to someone else and they're like, oh, we should do this. And I know that that ruins a lot of scripts. Like I know that some people who write hear that and they're like, ah, disgusting. 
But there's a lot of movies that have come out of that kind of process. And I think this is yeah. one of those scripts that would have really benefited from that process. Like that, I was telling my, uh, one of my friends about it after I just saw it. I'm like, to me, there's like two ways this movie could have been good. One that, or just let Nicolas Cage be the main character instead of Michael Bain. Like what yeah. if this whole con crazy con bullshit revolved around mind fucking Nicolas Cage instead of him? Nicolas Cage has got to be a bad guy though, to have that persona. He's got to be a scumbag. Well, he could still be a scumbag. He could be a scumbag protagonist. That was bad Lieutenant. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty true. much. Uh, did you know that there's a prequel sequel to this movie called Arsenal? I really genuinely wondered if there might be something like that. And it's got the same character that he plays in it. Uh, Eddie, what's his name? Let me, let me look it up here. It says it's, uh, it's not made by Chris uh, Coppola. He has almost he plays a guy in it he plays one of the characters in it but he doesn't have anything else to do with it um when did it come out 2017 what the fuck yeah and there's like it's a prequel sequel i'm like how is it a prequel like he, he died right how did i, I miss that i don't know I, I thought you were gonna bring it up and you didn't huh no I, I had no idea i first discovered this movie i guess before that even came out and I haven't really revisited it. Like it's been kind of on the back burner forever. Cause like I said, the last episode of big trouble, this was always going to be my next target when I was making YouTube videos. After I did uh, hell comes from Rock Frogtown, I was going to do either this or another video game. And I just, you know, things got in the way and time passed. And now I don't even know if I remember how to edit. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I could pick it back up, but, and I just always had this. And then this month we were like, Oh, we're going to do bad movies. So I was like, it's time. It's time to bring deadfall out. Uh, I think you showed this to me before too. Like I, I think I remember one time we were hanging out, and it, I think it was the the that time you showed me Samurai Cop because I was really? watching. The, yeah, I was, it would I was be watching, bizarre. <laughs> I, I think that's how I'm remembering it. Like it slowly pieced back together because I was watching this. And I'm like, well, I've seen shit from this before, and it kept happening as I was watching it, and I was like, I remember that. I, did I see this whole movie somewhere? Well, or like maybe I reviewed? did show it to you then. Yeah, it was just a while ago now, but it, yeah, I was like. Yeah, he showed that to me. That's where I've seen this. Huh. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, in Arsenal, John Cusack is in this movie. Weird. <laughs> Very weird. I guess he survives. My theory is, before seeing it, is he survives his deep frying and gets plastic surgery. They should how... have him played by John Travolta. They're just like, oh, I got a new face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, well, uh, Deadfall is very much a movie that is, like, low concept, low budget, but it gets by uh, on the acting, the overacting of its actors. Now we're going to go to the reverse. We're going to go to a movie that's very high concept, I think a high budget. Like, I sometimes it seems like Zardoz has a high budget, and sometimes it seems like it has, like, a fucking terribly low Mystery Science Theater budget. Mm-hmm. Um, right? 1.57 yeah, so enough. Yeah, nineteen seventy-four. And uh, but the acting—I mean, even Sean Connery's a little dull in it. But everyone else is like the most piss your pants, boring British actor you've ever seen. <laughs> Except for Friend, I liked Friend. Yeah, Friend's Friend's a pretty cool guy, and uh, the magician guy—he's—he's he's pretty bombastic. I he's guess. over the top as hell. Yeah. Yeah. But he's not he's not in much of the movie. The fucking beginning of this Okay, let's go ahead and get into it. So the the prologue to this movie is the magician's head floating in a void, moving around the screen and coming toward you slowly, and him explaining that he's gonna tell you a story and about it how it's about the future and it hasn't happened, but it might happen, or something like that. And he's like, I'm a magician by trade. Merlin was my my mentor or my hero, or something like that. It has very little to do with the rest of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he shows up near the end, but he's kind of like a joke. Like, in, in the beginning, he kind of comes off like, I'm a puppet master, and I'm going to, like, play all these people. <laughs> I am powerful Zardoz. And then you see him at the end, and you're like, what the fuck is this guy? He's a nobody. I've seen this movie, I mean, if you do the math, about three and a half times, but... Only two of those times have I watched it beginning to end. Absolutely solid. And I did have a realization this time because, um, uh, okay, Zardoz, it's uh, it's the post-apocalypse. It's the year 
so fucking 23 something i don't know um 2273 2273 and there's a bunch of uh people live in like the irradiated wasteland and there's all these guys that dress in, in, in red underwear and bandoliers and they're called exterminators and that they, and they've been told by this giant floating stone head called Zardoz that the gun is good and the penis is evil and the penis shoots seed that creates new people. And we can't have that. And the gun shoots death and stops population growth or something. And uh, so Sean Connery is one of those guys and for a reason we don't fully understand, he climbs aboard the stone head when it's picking up a shipment of grain that they that they are told to to force a bunch of people to farm. And he shoots a guy and it, it's it's the magician guy. He falls out the front. And what I realized was uh, he's like, oh, I could have shown you everything he like either knew or highly suspected that Zed, Sean Connery's character, was on there. He was taking him back to enact this whole plan, and then when Connery shoots him, he's like, shit, now you're going to have to do it on your own. Like, I'm not going to be there to direct everything. And that I think that's what sets the rest of the movie in motion, as far as I can tell. That's what I, I got out of it. The first time I saw it, I, that, I completely went over my head. I didn't get that at all. But this time, knowing the end and seeing that scene, I was like, oh, shit, I get it now. <laughs> so the, the hierarchy in this film. So you have the exterminators that are exterminating outside of the void. And then you have... They're exterminating the brutals. Yeah, yeah Every, the everyone, everyone outside of the vortexes, which is these um, sheltered communities of super intelligent psychic immortals. Uh, everyone outside of those is called brutals. Then you have who is the the people with the suits that were like in the house. And like they were all, were they just like the misfits of the Eternals? The Renegades. The Renegades. Yeah, they were like Eternals that just kept breaking all the rules and shit. Mm-hmm. And because remember, a friend tells us like, "Oh, you keep breaking the rules, they age you." It could be like three months, a year, five years. Somebody was aged thirty years one time. Mm-hmm. He he said like, eventually, if you're just terrible, then they just curse you with senility and they just get rid of you. They they shove you off to this this one area. Mm. Yep. So you have them, and then you have the Eternals, like the people with strange powers and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the apathetics. They have these weird rings that are kind of like Siri that tells you everything. Um, like I want one it, of them rings. I'm, I'm sick of carrying a phone in my pocket. I want a I want a smart ring. I want an eye ring. I'm, I'm ready. Uh, so like you can ask it like, what is this? And you'd be like, it's a flower. And what's the purpose of a flower? It's more for decorative and all that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's the internet in a ring, but it also interfaces them with everyone else. And it like interfaces with their psychic powers and shit. Mm -hmm. So I come up with a theory that I believe this movie was like an art piece, uh, kind of like where they were just like, oh, you know, what would be, what, what would happen in the world or post-apocalyptic? Will we still have hierarchy and stuff? Will there be like people that could put you in the fifth dimension? Because they had like fifth dimension stuff in there, like very Twilight Zoney. Like remember with the crystal, and then Sean yeah. Connery was like one with the crystal, and he went into like this dimension thing, like pretty much a House of Mirrors. I mean, the movie is very much on the face of it, like a a class struggle um, parable. Is that the right word? It's obviously about classism mm. and like, it takes it to the far out extreme. They, they reveal later in the movie that uh, obviously the world was polluted beyond possibility and all the rich and powerful people and the clever people, they say clever. I, I figure they just mean like super intelligent people got together and got on these, these, lavish estates they hoarded all the like art and 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 culture and then put up these force fields and then hardened their hearts they say like they just look at people suffering so that they don't feel bad about people suffering and then they figured out uh, immortality and now they don't have to sleep anymore they just meditate 
and uh, everything's bonkers. Everything's boring. Everything's boring. Very much after Sean Connery gets there, like he rides the Zardoz Stonehead there, and obviously there's no there's no one the controls or whatever because he shot the guy, and they capture him. And they're like, "Hey, what happened to Arthur, the guy who run the magician?" And he won't tell them, and they think he's just like some idiot brutal. And uh, one the the chick who's in charge, Consuela, is like, "Well, destroy it. We need to kill him. Get him out of here." And the other chick, May, is like, no, let's study him. And I want to do this other stuff. And we need to figure out. She says something about um, improving their immunities to diseases or something. I don't know. Some scientific bullshit. And then there's like 20 to 30 solid minutes of like boring as piss, like people talking about shit and like watching memories and a bunch of really high concept, really high concept sci-fi, like uh, uh, obnoxiously high concept sci-fi. <laughs> and uh, that's where a lot of people lose this movie. They're like the beginning. The beginning is hilarious because it's got a stone head that spits guns and tells people that the penis is evil. <laughs> like, holy shit, this movie is going to be fantastic. And then Sean Connery shows up in underwear and shoots you in the face. And you're like, yeah, this movie's going to kick ass. And then you get to this part and you're like, is this the same fucking movie? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> Zach, what do you what do you think about the movie? Um, it is weird. Like, I was like weirdly engaged with this. Like, I was trying to figure out like what the fuck was happening the whole time. That's the that's the correct response. Yeah, and like, uh, yeah, the eternal people and shit were like kind of boring and stuff. And I guess it was supposed to be that way though. They're all like monotone and shit. And they just, they, they psychically link and they do this shit where they do this and they put pressure on you psychically or something. And it, yeah, that's, that's bizarre. That, that whole scene where they're all at the dinner table and they do that to friend and they're trying to link. And he's like, I won't link. No. And he's like rolling <laughs> his eyes and flopping around and shit. like renegade, renegade. <laughs> and then Sean Connery just standing there like, what the fuck? Jesus <laughs> Christ! I'm going to go talk to my bros. And then he leaves. Yeah, he does, like, signals. And I'm like, what is he? Oh, it's, it's okay. I, yeah, I it's saw his that. I, I really love, uh, this movie does one thing absolutely correct, and that is the very extremely slow creep of you realizing that Connery has been lying all along. Like, he's got a plan. He's intelligent. Like as the movie goes along, the more you're like, "Oh shit, this guy's got it, got it, got it together." Like he knows what's up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of like that though, and uh, I, I it was cool because I was like invested in um, Zed, I guess, because mm-hmm. he feels like a, I don't know, I get that feeling like oh, he's like he's like a a man, like how they used to be, instead of like these creepy weirdo not human people or something. Yeah, they're all like kind of like androgynous and effeminate and they all dress in like pastel collars and revealing clothing but like no one is horny anymore i guess that's what they they reveal it's like everyone's like well we're immortal why even procreate so men have lost the ability to have erections there's a whole scientific presentation they make the idea of sex boring in this movie they're like oh Oh, but our men don't do that anymore. But this one does. And then they show him porn and he's like, eh, I don't give a fuck. And then he like looks at Consuela and then like pops a boner and everyone laughs. And it's great. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually kind of funny somehow. Yeah. <laughs> For some strange reason, I thought they were going to like show up because he's brutal and he, you know, rape and pillage and all that stuff. I thought they were going to be like, oh, he's not responding to like, you know, Sex, sex will show him violence right yeah and i thought yeah. that's, i thought that's what they were going but then they're just like oh no he just wants to fucking fuck her and uh and everybody laughed um zach we interrupted you did you have more to say about uh no it was just more me saying like through the whole thing except for like the 20 minute kind of slog there after he gets to the uh vortex I was just kind of like engaged with this movie and I was like, I, I don't know. I kind of like it it, in a weird way. It's hard to really put into words. It's impossible to put into words. Like (laughs) I've tried to show this movie to a lot of people and it's been my mistake that a lot of the times it's been like during drinking, you can't fucking watch this movie drunk. That's impossible. Um, Like I said, it's like obnoxiously high concept sci-fi, 
but not in some of the more interesting ways. Like high concept sci-fi should have like crazy sets and like sci-fi space laser bullshit. And they're just like on an estate in Ireland. And, and they're dressed funny. And they're just dressed funny. And it's like, ah, there's that one part where they're like, she's like enter. And it's like this big mirror pyramid. And he just like, <laughs> it's clear that they, he just like steps behind it. He, he does the Austin <laughs> Powers thing and do it. He's like, <laughs> just goes in. Yeah, he just like steps down like the imaginary stairs. And, oh my God. <laughs> and they, they love that set where it's just like a big stone slab in the middle. And on the left and right, there's saran wrap, and behind which is several naked people. And then there's a projection screen in the background. They love that set. They overuse the, the, the hell out of it, and it looks terrible every time. It's just the people are just behind plastic walls, and they're getting rained on, but they're not people. They're just like props, except in that one vision he has, and the woman tells him like something's futile, and he tries to shoot her, and... Uh, what? <laughs> what was with the people in the Zardoz head that were in the Saran wrap? No what idea. Was that? No idea at all. I have was no it, idea. The only thing I thought I, was like, it, were they in stasis? I, I, I don't. Just, I just thought like they do reveal that um, the purpose of the Zardoz head is not just to, col- to like, tell them, hey, take these guns. It's also uh, you know grow us a bunch of wheat so we can feed the apathetics. We can't support them anymore. And it goes from vortex to vortex to vortex and moves around like stuff that they have extras of. Maybe it's people from other vortex. Uh, that doesn't make sense either. I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe they grew people. Maybe they were people in the, from the outlands or whatever that they wanted to have. And they just put them in stasis. Like they were mutants or some shit. Maybe I, like I was going to say, like maybe it's like so that the gene pools are mixed, but they say they don't, bother to reproduce and, and no one well then they no try one. to put strong connery in the saran wrap and he fucking punches his way through <laughs> sort of i was that the same saran wrap but he was just in like a, a plant bubble for no reason yeah and i was like oh maybe they're gonna save him or something and study it that's how they're gonna study him but now he just punched the fuck out <laughs> i love that i love that in that scene the woman's like oh you're gonna you're gonna destroy the, the tabernacle aren't you I'll help you, but when it when you're done, you have to promise to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> then he didn't want to. <laughs> it's so absurd. So I but got, yeah, oh, go ahead. I, I have I have a question because the, there's a part where he's running away, right? And he goes down this alley, and like he turns around and he sees a bunch of these eternal zombie people. They're like, oh, life, apathetics, life, yeah, and and then like <laughs> they kissed fucking uh sean connery and then they start all kissing each other and he gives them life they like snap out of it somehow yeah because he's a man he's a a brutal Mm -hmm. it's interesting because he snaps them out of it and then like less than 24 hours later they're all shot to death (laughs) yeah we're we're alive again oh oh bummer (laughs) i mean none of them wanted to be like the reason they had became apathetic is because their existence was so just mind-numbingly pointless like everyone's immortal uh we're trapped in this stupid lavish thing you can have everything you want information is literally at your fingertips well your finger shaft uh what is there to live for and all these people would just like become uh, there's a word for it uh it's not catatonic but it's like a version of that word emo and yeah (laughs) They, they just they can't even put up with it. And then on the other hand, there's a lot of people who rebel against the system and want to die and want to destroy the tabernacle. The tabernacle is the crazy AI that for some reason uses crystals to keep them all alive. Don't question it. Yeah, uh, they, they, so they're, they're doomed to be old people forever. You can't die, but also you're old and senile, lol. I, that's what I really I find weirdly interesting about the film is like I wanted to know more about their hierarchy and like what was going on with that world like i could care well, less they, about they have they have democratic votes they all share like remember because friend is always like oh another fucking democratic vote let's do it i guess <laughs> just like real life i get part of there was that guy where like he he, he committed psychic violence yeah like <laughs> because... i guess he imagined violence so they were gonna like sentence him to something and and a couple scenes in the movie he's like giving a deposition or like giving his defense. I love that. He's like, I'm sorry. I, you know what? I'm not sorry. I hate all of you. And I hate myself the most. And then <laughs> right? like, like, yeah. this guy, this guy <laughs> <ass."> 
It was something like he said it was he gave constructive criticism and that was psychic violence. I'm like, hey, that kind of reminds me of some of the shit on social media right now. Yeah. <laughs> it was like this movie's like feel it's weirdly like um I don't know. There I saw Authentic. some parallels. Yeah, I saw some parallels to uh, modern society in it a little bit. I mean, at its core, all good sci-fi is meant to, like, make you look at modern-day society and to think about that kind of stuff. All all good sci-fi does that. I, I don't care what it is. You're going to see, oh, this is about race. Oh, this is about classism. Oh, this is about uh, death. This is something. So, yeah, that makes perfect sense. So was this, like... A stealth good movie. You ask. It depends on who you ask. Uh, I I like this movie. I oh, I might love this movie. I don't know. Um, it's I interesting. Went so far, I went so far as uh, there's this company's out of business now. Twilight Time. Uh, they're kind of like Arrow or Criterion Collection or whatever. But whenever they made a Blu-ray, there's three thousand of them, and they're done. Oh man! So there's only three thousand of these Zardoz Blu-rays, and I was like, I gotta have myself one of those. <laughs> I don't want it now. So, well, they're more than a hundred dollars on eBay. Oh. So the big, the big reveal when you you know you find out about how he got onto the the headstone thing, and like the the plan of doing that. Did you think that the book that was uh, he was trying to not tell? I love, by the way, where he was like rejecting, and he kept on ripping the the book and like running and shit. Um, mm-hmm. But I kept on thinking like it was gonna be the Bible because me too. It, and, and I did too. The first I was like, it's a religious book, it's the Bible or something like that. But no, it, it's a children's book. Yeah, we, we we were more obnoxiously sci-fi in that case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like think about it, you know they they don't know much about God and these people probably tricked the brutals into thinking that they were gods. Uh, I mean, before that point in the movie though, I just had this thought, sorry to interrupt, but I just had this thought that he already like when um, friend takes him to that place where all the art is, he's like, Oh, are these your gods? And he's like, well, yeah, God's goddesses, Kings, Queens, all dead. So he, uh, Zed already had a concept of other gods, I guess. I don't know if the Bible would even sway his opinion in hindsight. I don't, Make, I don't know. Again, it's high concept sci-fi. I don't fucking know. Yeah. So <laughs> when I saw it was like Wizard of Oz, and when they did the whole like take the W and A, and all, I'm like, uh, I didn't. Oh, I didn't. Fuck you. That part's a mind fucking. It's great. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna roll over on that one. I like that. That it, like it, it's so like innocent. It's a fucking kids book, and that's what the guy used to come up with the stupid name, because uh, Zardoz. It just sounds like a dumb sci-fi name. It's 1974. You're making a sci-fi movie. Mm. And think about also sci-fi like uh, novels. I know you guys have been to Goodwill and seen a bunch of like bullshit sci-fi novels, and they're all like Escape from Mars and and uh, but they've all got names like like Zardoz in them. So it does yeah. sound like it's some bullshit that John Borman just pull out of his ass. Oh, cool sci-fi name. And then when you realize what it is, you're like, I can't fucking believe this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love that though. That that's one of my favorite parts in the movie, and it's cool because uh, I remembered that there was a twist like that, but I couldn't remember what it was, so I got to relive it this time watching it. Uh, I really like that part. It's one of my favorite parts of the movie. And then I he goes crazy, knocks all the books off the shelves. Yeah, he, I, it's funny because he's like, I read everything. Really? So Wizard of Oz is what you got to last? <laughs> hey, it was in the W. Uh, yeah, good point, I guess. <laughs> Now my next question is: Is when he goes into the little crystal room, uh, whatever the, the mirror, fun mirror room. So he defeats that entity, and now he has powers because he like rewinds things. Because remember where the, all the the people were about to converge on them, and then he kind of like gets out get, of the the the, the crystal like, world, and he like puts his hand up, and everybody's like going backwards and shit. And all maybe that. he temporarily had heightened psychic ability because he had defeated the tabernacle or something mm-hmm. i guess because you never see anything after that right not really yeah and he just like says they just say the tabernacle is gone like i didn't i didn't feel like there was a final i needed to see something explode or something man something like, should I, have I, exploded I, yeah I, 
I do really like the whole mirror thing. Like it looks shitty at first, but I really like when he points the gun at himself and the mirror split and it's like him as before and him as now. That, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the ending near the ending, uh, when, you know, he's pointing the gun and he's like, oh, I, th- I want to change and stuff. And then all of a sudden that lady gets shot and then you're like, what the fuck did, did one of the Eternals shoot her? What, what's happening here? And then you find out it's, you know, the brutals coming in, the exterminators. The exterminators are here. It's time for the bloodbath. Yeah. Uh, everybody's like, kill me, please. <laughs> They're like, kill me too. I want to die too. It's fucking bizarre. It, I, it's, yeah. it's so, um, it's just, it's just crazy. It's just what, what an ending to it because at that point, death to them is mercy. Like, the goal is to die, but then there were still a bunch of people who were like resisting it. I guess, mm-hmm. like, I guess they were like, "Oh, we, we can just have a normal life," and they wanted to do that and leave. And some of them him. didn't want it. Yeah, some of them just left. Like May and a bunch of her disciples, like gave him all their knowledge, and then he also, I guess, impregnated them, yeah. and so they left. Cool, good for you, I guess. And then I guess he got married. Yeah, then he got married inside of a cave for the rest of his life. It felt like that cave is the crashed Zardoz head. Yep, they go back to Zardoz head and just live there and have a child and get old and die. I like at the end it zooms in on the two handprints and like his rusted Webley like hanging from the little thing there. Yeah, Mm. yeah. So I don't know how to like explain this movie to somebody. Like it's an it's impossible. Like they they gotta watch it, right? Yeah, it's an experience that you have to like watch it and like. I guess come up with your own interpretation to link to like the the modern times, which it does a lot um, with democracy and and you know rich versus the poor. Um, obviously, knowing if God exists or God doesn't exist, um, that kind of like the Wizard of Oz is like a great story because there's always like a a trickster or something behind behind the curtain, and that's what you find out. That was the one of the connections of Zardoz. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I enjoyed it. Uh, like I actually want to watch it again just to see things I missed or something. The, uh, the twilight time Blu-ray includes uh director commentary with, uh, Borman himself. I plan on watching that sometime in the near future. Oh, wow. <clears throat> That'd be interesting. I want to know what Sean Connery, like what was, what got him to want to do that movie? I guess, besides, I don't, I don't want to be bond anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's not bond in this movie. He definitely was not. It must have been like, oh, this is uh, this is interesting. <laughs> you know, he's on the face of it, or maybe he got the high sci-fi concept and that that intrigued him because he hadn't really done a movie like that, really. Yeah, Borman had just come off of Deliverance, and initially it was going to be Burt Reynolds <laughs> in the lead role in this movie, which would have been weird as well, but yeah. for different reasons. I think it's more bizarre than it's connery yeah yeah it works more <laughs> you like the bullets were different on his uh strap thing that he had going on on the uh... yeah. yeah it looked like he had like rifle shells instead of like bullets for his fucking webley I'm like sardos <laughs> spits many guns he does he spat out like a bunch of m14s and shotgun shells and all that shit <laughs> <laughs> wish zardoz would come over here and spit some of that shit <laughs> man zardoz be straight spitting <laughs> so uh, i recommend it i don't know about what you guys think i recommend it i want a zardoz head replica or some shit Me fucking too i want one of those helmets that they wear like i've always wished that i had the body and the fucking pure balls to like cosplay as like one of the one of the exterminators at like a convention just have red shorts bandolier and that fucking helmet on and just those 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 red boots that come up to your knees and just walk around like i don't give a fuck what you think <laughs> we'll hit the gym and we'll do it MacFest 2022 yeah there it is just um go up to every male and be like the penis is bad <laughs> and they're like fake shoot them but i don't know i don't think you can bring like fake guns to conventions anymore i think they gotta put like a tag on it or something yeah you gotta put it has an orange cap thing on it yeah. or some shit yeah um do we have any final words about this movie 
Um, just real quick, I was looking up something about it on IMDb, and I noticed uh, it's always fun to see what the IMDb uh, plot keywords are for certain things. For Zardoz, it is in order: hairy chest, loincloth, surrealism, barefoot woman, female frontal nudity. <laughs> They're getting all the important shit right up front. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> And while we're at it, yeah, my final words are I fucking love sci fi, and like, there's something to be said. Like, even bad sci fi, Zardoz is bad. I don't think Zardoz is bad. I think there's, I think it's more good than bad, but they fucked up a little bit of the in between, like the making it interesting. You got to get from A to C, and B is just like so stone cold boring. Yeah. And there's there's something to be gained there. Like if you pay attention, there's a lot of stuff about their their social hierarchy and all the stuff where friend is explaining um, who the renegades are and who the apathetics are. That's important and interesting. But there's just so many like they're just having a science meeting and he just stands there and they just talk about shit. There's got to be more. There's a more interesting way to portray all that. There's got to be like uh, they always want to remake movies that were already good. They should remake something like Sartos. I think if they made Zardoz now, especially with Borman still alive and a bunch of the other creatives, I, I think it could be like fucking outstanding. Who would be Zed? I don't know. Man, that's hard. That's hard to decide. <laughs> um so let's make you make Daniel Craig Zed. <laughs> yeah, you might as well. Another bond. I don't want to be Bond anymore. All right, you can be Zed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see right here, uh, because I want to read one bad review for Deadfall. Um, oh, yeah. I completely rushed over that, didn't I? Yeah, we forgot about that gimmick. Yeah, yeah. you find one. We'll find one for Zardoz. Uh, you don't have to be good. It's not a lot of funny, because there's a lot of people, like, defending the film, because it is funny great, but... Yeah, there's they're people, not. There's some people that just don't understand um a surreal movie unlike no other watching this movie was and it got three stars um watching this movie was a surreal experience to say the least not even close to david lynch surrealism in movies but all strangely works the directing directing is non-existent the dialogue is homage to film noir while being a party a parody to film noir the acting ranges from flat to decent to so over the top you wonder if the director was even on set or anyone for uh or anyone for the matter of fact and the story is held together with duct tape and glue and it implodes <laughs> at the film's unbelievable grand finale i get this movie is garbage and the only ah, this this one is boring he's actually doing a review <laughs> yeah, it's just a review yeah and then there's other ones where it says, um, God, this movie sucks. The only reason worth watching it is Nicolas Cage, the most overacting performance I have set, uh, yet to see in a film ever. What was he on? <laughs> what? Coke. He was on Coke. <laughs> Did you find anything, Andy? No. No? Uh, I just found a bunch of earnest reviews for Zardoz. Zach, what about you for uh, Zardoz? Yeah, I'm not finding like any good ones, like the good ones that would be funny. It's just like a lot of people are saying like it's either bad, hilarious, or it's pretentious, awful garbage. I'll tell you what is hilarious is I saw a goof, and for for the uninitiated on IMDb, goofs are like continuity errors, or at this time stamp, you see a boom mic or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the one of the errors. I'm trying to find it again so I can read it verbatim. I can't find it out. But there's a goof that someone put on IMDb, and it says, despite at the beginning of the movie that Zardoz says the penis is bad, later it shows Zed taking a woman in his name. That's not goof. I was like, what? It's not a goof. They didn't do that by accident. Like someone was filming the movie and they were like, oh shit, I forgot the penis was bad or evil, whatever. I don't even know. They explained it. Zardoz told him to do that. People don't listen. People don't (laughs) listen. (laughs) Yeah, it was was eugenics. Yeah, we didn't reveal that. It turned out the magician had been like kind of controlling the whole thing or something. I guess. 
him and friend had hatched this scheme. Yeah. To get the to get the brutals to come in and fucking ruin their society. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, next week we're gonna be doing our final uh ranking of all these bad movies. Uh, and then we'll put it into a list and we'll tell you which one was good and which one was bad. And usually sometimes we do have debates. Sometimes we're all agree on certain areas. So let's see how close we are uh, on the final ranking. Um, there is no news to talk about. Um, I'm hearing good things about WandaVision. It's starting to like get really, really good near the end. And I think they're at the season finale soon. It's good. I vouch for it. Mm-hmm. If you ever liked any MCU stuff, you should watch it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we're ended. I mean, you, unless you guys have anything else you want to bring up. No. Are, are we going to reveal our next set of movies we're going to watch? Um, I mean, we're going to be doing Batman, but we we still need to do the final ranking. There, was, there wasn't much pop for Batman. Yeah, you're just like, oh, it's fucking Batman. We're going to do Batman again. You need to fucking change your tone right now. Yeah, you need to get fucking pumped for Batman. We're doing Batman. No, it's not. It's, we're doing Batman. And then you throw that guy aside. (laughs) Uh, Did we ever go, we're not doing Christopher Nolan Batman, right? We're just doing. We're doing the original four from 89 through 97. I almost said six. I would have been wrong. Nice. So keep an eye out for that. But like I said, we still have the final ranking episode first before we get into Batman. So which is going to be very interesting with the six movies we got on our plate here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, if you want to catch more Big Trouble with Podcasts, make sure you type Big Trouble with Podcasts in Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and Red Circle and catch all about 139 we're almost hitting that 140 and uh, we're almost hitting up to 200 so goddamn we've been doing a lot of big trouble uh but until next time everybody peace out thanks for listening the gun is good <laughs> penis bad <laughs>